I've had a time that I literally was in darkness for a whole year and I was this much on a string about to walk away from the Lord because of the pain, what I thought was a disappointment from Jesus. After a year, the Lord broke the silence and again, that was one of the times I heard him clearly. He said, you trust me because you know what I can do. Can you trust me when you don't know what I'm doing? What happens when we can't hear the voice of God? What does that mean? Today, in our final episode of season one of Victory Podcasts, we chat to Grace Sampson's song on the struggles we may experience while learning to hear God's voice. Grace is the founder of the Maximize Group and the author of Crossing Intersections. Her gift to the church is to build bridges of unity, especially through the power of media and communication. Join us as we conclude this conversation on hearing God's voice. Grace, can I ask you something that can sometimes present itself and become quite difficult? Is that moment when they feel like, why am I suddenly not hearing God? Mm. And then, you know, all the times the questions come in. Have I sinned? Have I done something wrong? Shouldn't I have visited that place when I went to Thailand? Whatever it is, you know, like these, these real things, you know, I'm not saying any of those things flippantly. So you have this moment and it changes you a bit. I often, as a pastor, have sat with people and, you know, months later, years later, sadly, sometimes people are no longer speaking to God, no longer finding like he wants to speak to them, which I don't think is true. Have you got any insight to share with us about what happens in that moment? And if we can encourage some of our listeners, what to do? How do they respond if they find themselves in that moment? Because chances are there could be someone listening that finds themselves in that moment. That is such a pivotal point that you brought up, Sid. And I, as you're talking about that, I can literally almost feel God's heart leaning closer because he wants us to really lean into this. And the scripture that came to me is Mark 4, where Jesus said to the disciples, let's go to the other side. That was his last instruction. But the storm that came on the boat, and guess what? Jesus was sleeping. And they were terrified. Everything inside of them was confronted in that moment. And that was the make or break time. Guess the kind of questions they brought to Jesus. Don't you care that we perish? That is a real, almost like deal breaker. Like this relationship is on the line, Jesus. You are being insensitive. It's almost like an accusation. You sleeping when we're about to die. And there are times we feel like that. We've been walking with Jesus and suddenly we feel like he's taking a long nap he's not paying attention we're on our own he's abandoned us we're alone i have experienced those moments and they've been crushing i've had a time that i literally was in darkness for a whole year and i was this much on a string about to walk away from the lord because of the pain what i thought was a disappointment from jesus but that silence is really not about god being disengaged it exposes to us the level that we're at in knowing God. And if we're not humble enough in those times to realize that we are still in need of him and there's so much that we don't know, that's when offense comes in and we turn our backs on God. So Jesus said to them, we're going to the other side. He never changed the instruction. They assumed he's no longer interested, 
because of what came in. We are not immune from life's challenges, the storms and the trials and the traumas and whatever, what, what not that come our way. But what we have to remember in those moments that if God is not speaking in those times, it does not mean that he's not interested or he's not aware of those things. God is sleeping for a reason. Sometimes that sleep can be like the silence that helps us learn how to wait. It can also help us to trust God on a higher level. When I went through my own heartbreak with God, I thought he disappointed me. I literally told him, you failed me. There's no point. I don't know why I should follow you. You don't hear my prayers. I'm like, you care about, you want to do the big things and save the world. I don't matter to you. That's what I told God. I'm so insignificant. I might as well live as though I don't know you. After a year, the Lord broke the silence. And again, that was one of the times I heard him clearly. He said, you trust me because you know what I can do. Can you trust me when you don't know what I'm doing? He asked me a question. And the fear of the Lord hit me. I was actually taking a walk to Fishuk that day in my depression and darkness. And I heard that voice of the Lord between Kalkbe and Fishuk. And the fear of the Lord, I started trembling again. I said, Lord, I can't even answer you. I meditated on that for a couple of months. And when I did make up my mind, that changed my faith and my relationship with God. I was no longer the same grace that was at that level of expecting God to answer my prayers in a certain way. Now I live with a kind of faith that says, I trust eternity to understand. I may not understand in this lifetime, but one day it will all make sense. And it's okay for me to be in the dark. If we cannot get to that place of holding our silence in the darkness with God, we cannot make it in our relationship with God. Sure. Jesus. That is amazing. <laughs> if we cannot get to the place of holding our silence in the presence of God, what's the rest of the sentence? We cannot have a relationship with him. It would be impossible. So you're saying that there's even a message in the silence and the silence is not neglect or abandonment. But he's even speaking loudly in the silence. Yeah. It's about deeper trust. And honestly, a lot of us have trust issues in life. I know I do. And if there's any way we can, we can learn that, it's with God. I've always been invited to trust him deeper and deeper. I would think sometimes, okay, God, I kind of like you and I know you. And then something happens in life and I realize I need to go deeper and letting go what I think he should be in that moment, who I think he should be. And just actually recently went through a season that God said to me, I'm going to need to invite you into a place. I'm putting a blindfold on your eye. You're going to just have to walk and trust me when you don't see where I'm taking you. Just follow me. And that's terrifying because we just need to have a little bit of control and that's human nature. We need to know. But walking with God is about surrender. And giving up everything and just saying, God, it's all about you. And it's going to be a journey for a lot of us. But it's little steps at a time that we invite. And silence is one of those places where we're invited to drop deeper. It's like, God, I'm going to fall deeper into a place of not knowing, but knowing you're holding me. And it's scary. But he knows everything we're going through. And he holds us through that. And sometimes it takes years before we understand what we actually have gone through. But when we start wanting answers in those moments, that's when offense and pain and bitterness turns up. We turn our backs on God. Can we allow him with a blindfold journey for a while and not know? Mm. I think all of this is what 
excites me and and scares me about the this journey with God. So often, I sometimes even wonder is we almost don't want to hear the voice of God because we have more control that way. I can look at the word and if I don't hear his voice and it's just words on a paper, I can in my own intellect kind of unpack it and understand it and still be in control of it. It it can't take me by surprise. Uh, But the moment this living God comes into the picture and, and brings these words alive and actually speaks to me and I've even experienced, even in this crazy year that it's been, he's, I, you know, there was things in my life which I thought I had control on, or at least I'd found ways to be in control of it. And then God just crashes, crashes in and shakes things up. And it is, it's uncomfortable. But then that, that deeper level of trust that you're talking about is so what is needed. He will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death and, and we can fear no evil. When, when we do that. But sure, to get to that level of trust, is that, that's a journey. So it's interesting, both of you are mentioning this word, Grace, you've mentioned it a couple of times. It's a journey. And something I only discovered a few years ago, my wife and I have a couple of small children. And when you get in the car with small children, you know, anything can happen. And sometimes a small journey to the store around the corner <laughs> feels like something hardcore and sometimes you, you do a long journey and they seem to be totally cool nowadays we get distractions we fling an ipad their way or whatever you know and trying to make it easier for ourselves to enjoy the journey but something i've discovered and maybe it's just about myself but for the slight possibility that this may help someone i'm going to share it we often like this is my house it's really cool yeah it's my safe space i'm going on holiday so i'm heading over there when I get there, we can have the best time ever. And we somehow miss that there's such beauty in the journey. Mm. And it's not always pretty. You know, it's not always pretty in the car. You can drive and there's a, living in South Africa, it's gorgeous wherever you drive, especially this, this part of the world where we are, it's really spectacular. Thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> and so you're driving down into the garden route. It's all lovely. But what happens in the cars can sometimes be quite a painful thing. But we have learned somehow to make a little bit more of the journey, to not be so rushed to getting to the destination, but actually saying, oh, it's going to take two hours longer be- you know, because this is our stage of life. But there's something special that can happen when you change your mindset when you change your attitude about, oh, I can actually, this journey can actually be okay. It doesn't matter if we, if we, are, if we always wanted, wanted to get there in three hours, now we get there in four and a half. You know, there's something that God wants to do then. And it's interesting, it's never faster. It's never, yes. when, when you're having this conversation, it's never about the faster. The conversation is always about longer, which I think our generation struggles with. Mm-hmm. But the longer, there's a beauty in it. The more painful sometimes, you know, there's, there's something beautiful in that. So mm. I think I just want to say to our listeners, pay special attention to what Grace is saying to us here. There's a journey going on and sometimes you have these peaks and sometimes you have these quiet moments, but there's beauty in all of it that shapes our lives. That's so powerful, Sid. It's really about the process, not so much of what the outcome that you want and sometimes we're just terrified of just being with God in the process. We just want God to be like the magic wand 
Tell me about my career. Tell me about my marriage. Tell me about my future. Tell me about the course I should study in the university. We just want God to give us the prescription, but we don't want to yeah, marinate with him in the process. That's where the pain is. And that's where our human nature is really, really different from the spirit of God. And we just dislike that part of life. But God actually wants that for us because that's where sanctification really happens and growth. But we actually just want the result. (laughs) This has been an incredible chat and it's actually flown by. I can't believe uh, how quickly time has gone. And we've covered, I mean, a vast amount of aspects to hearing his voice. But I'm glad, as you said, it's a journey. So we don't need to have it all figured out in this one hour. Having said that, as a closing point in our conversation, Gracie, can you share with us some key lessons you've learned in this journeying of hearing his voice? Hmm. The most important thing for me is remaining childlike with the Lord. And I think Samuel is that example, that encounter of God coming to a child God doesn't want us to ever get to a point of we thinking we become so intellectual and so sophisticated and we can actually figure out life on our own. And there's a scripture that comes to mind. I think it's 1 Corinthians. It says, the carnal mind cannot understand the things of God because they're foolishness to him. And I realize whenever I get to a point of thinking, I look back on all that I know or what I've done. So I say, okay, therefore, this is what I think God should be saying. I miss it. It's never about how intellectual or how sophisticated you've become. It's always about faith like a child. And if God is going to be speaking, you have to trust that a lot of it is not going to line up with your carnal mind and what you want. And making peace with that literally helps you thrive spiritually. And God will always change your plans. He will always interrupt your plans, not because he wants to punish you. It's because his ways are higher. And they're better. Like I said, there's always a higher invitation. And when I'm learning that, I could literally say to a friend, hey, let's do this tomorrow. And then I come back and the Lord says, you know, but I have a different plan for you. Instead of me feeling like, okay, God, why are you messing up with my life? I'm learning to say, I'm the child here. He knows best. And that posture helps me follow with a kind of a lightness and not having a preconceived mindset that really gets in the way of following God. And staying in that voice, hearing, intimacy relationship with him. I think this relationship should be a light. It's our father speaking to his children and vice versa, us speaking to him, which should be an ease to it. And as you're saying, our preconceived notions or expectations put a damper to it. And in closing, I wouldn't just say to listeners who are struggling to hear his voice and the voice they're hearing is, you can't do it, you're not spiritual enough, you don't read the Bible enough, or any, any of these condemning voices. I think I want to, want to say to those listeners is, that's not the voice of the Father who's speaking to you. That, that is the accuser. That is one of these other voices. But yeah, the Father is just waiting, waiting patiently for us to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In closing, Gracie, do you think you can pray for our listeners just in a release so that they can too can experience that likeness in hearing the Father's journey and they can start this journey in hearing his voice from this childlike state. 
Heavenly Father, what an honor to spend time just talking about what you love the most, which is being with us, because you're a good father. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You want to lead us. You want to guide us. You want to reveal your purposes for us, God. It gives you so much joy, more than we want. Lord, it just makes you happy that we can get to know you deeper and know your heart. And so, Lord, I pray that you would invite us, help us, God, to be able to sense this invitation that's already there, that you want us to just give you even a permission to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Help us to get to that place of excitement. Help us to grow in our desire for you because this is a thing of passion and wanting. It's not a task. It's not a demand. It's not a weight. It's not a burden. There's a desire, God, of just knowing you in the in, in, in a childlike form. As you said, the kingdom of God is for little children. And so, Lord, we just want to grow in that safety of knowing that we can remain children with you. Because you are a father that leads, guides, provides, oh God. Like in Psalm 23, as a good shepherd, you make sure we have no want, oh God. Even in our desire to hear you, Lord, I know that you want to take care of that desire. And so, Lord, I pray that today, whoever has listened to this podcast, that there will be that unlocking, that extra joy, that lightness, that... um hunger for more of you for the word to just sit with you to linger in your presence to listen to the words of the worship music that we listen to with a little bit more uh hunger and that you would open up more revelation god the simplicity of your word that it will come alive and quicken our spirits and open our eyes oh god and just give us more revelation according to ephesians oh god because you are the spirit of revelation you're the spirit of wisdom truth and revelation and we need more of that especially in these days that we're in where there's so much chaos and overwhelm and darkness lord your word is truth your word is light oh god onto our feet oh god and you light our path and i pray that we will draw closer to the word and just sit with you oh god in the light of your presence so we can we can receive your voice and your peace and know that we are not alone and we're not meant to walk this christian walk alone to take your hand and lean closer to your chest and hear your voice guide us as a good shepherd Thank you, God, for Joe and Sid and this wonderful platform that they've created. And I just pray for more exploring and more intimacy with you as we continue to uh, build and listen to you through this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that brings us to an end to season one of Victory Podcasts with Sid and Joe. Be sure to revisit all of our episodes as there is still so much to glean from each conversation. We'd like to thank all of our guests for freely giving up their time to the series and generously sharing with us their insights into falling in love with God. Finally, to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in every week. The heart of this podcast really is to help, encourage, build up and bless you. If you'd like to partner with us in any way, please contact us via our website, www.victorychurch.capetown. We are taking a short break, but we'll be back in October. Until we meet again, bye!